In the month of July, I'm taking a break from fresh content creation to rejuvenate myself a little bit. I'll be back in August with fresh content. In the meantime, enjoy this episode from the archives. Thanks for listening. You're listening to You've Got This, episode 108. Hey there, and welcome to You've Got This, a podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. As an avid reader and writer, I'm thrilled that this episode of You've Got This is sponsored by Stylus Publishing, a leading independent U.S. publisher that focuses on books for teachers, administrators, and policymakers in higher education. YGT listeners receive a 20% off discount for all books purchased through the Stylus website at www.styluspub.com using code YGT20. So make sure to check out their catalog to see if you can find your next great read. On this episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about developing a content calendar. This is something that I often get asked about, um, especially by people who are a little surprised at how much content I put out and they're not quite sure how I'm doing it. So um, basically what a content calendar is, is a little bit of a map of what you are producing in terms of creative content. And this could be used for something like a blog. Um, This could be used for a podcast. It could be used for social media if you're trying to plan out specific social media posts. But the general idea is that you're kind of breaking down what you need when and having a sense ahead of time of what you're going to be releasing. So I think a good initial question to ask yourself when you are creating a content calendar is how much content do you need and when are you planning to release it? So my content calendar right now, um, I'm releasing content most days of the week. Um, So Mondays, I release a research and action podcast episode for my work with Oregon State eCampus. On Tuesdays, when we are in season for Make Your Way, I release a Make Your Way podcast episode. On Wednesday mornings, I release a You've Got This podcast episode. On Thursday mornings, I release a episode of um, Think Right Revise. On Friday mornings, I have a blog post that goes out to my email newsletter, and then that blog post also gets posted on my blog on Saturday mornings. And then also on Saturdays, I release a um, LifeWork Q&A episode. So I'm developing throughout the week um, one blog post and four to five podcast episodes, depending on um, if Make Your Way is in season. Now, one of the things that can really be helpful, I think, when you're developing a content calendar is considering how much you can create for your content calendar in advance. And one of the things that's really useful, I think, when you're developing a content calendar is to consider how much time it takes you to create each thing. And one of the things that I often do is bulk record things like podcast episodes. And Research in Action is a really good example of this because we know each month that we're going to put out a preview email and a preview clips episode at the beginning of the month. So I need to know at least what are the episodes that are coming out that month, which means I'm usually pre-recording them so that we can pull out preview clips. So for that podcast, I have a content calendar that stretches usually several months out from when we're currently releasing episodes because I am constantly recording new episodes to make sure that we're going to stay on that weekly schedule. Now, also for my other podcasts, um, depending on how busy I am, I try to pre-record things, um, but I definitely am recording stuff 
like the night before or the morning of sometimes that the show is going out. And this is another really good reason to have a content calendar because you don't have to sit there and think about what exactly is it that I need to write about or podcast about. You can just look at your content calendar of topics and know what it is that you're planning on talking about that day. So I also wanted to share a few questions I think that can help you to pre-develop topics that might be of interest if you're trying to build an audience around content that you're creating. And these are definitely questions that I ask myself when I'm trying to generate lists of content in advance. Um, Now, a couple ways that I keep track of these answers to these questions. Um, For my blog, I definitely keep a list of topics, um, often written in the form of a headline of what I think the blog post will be called. And then if I have any notes, I'll I'll, um, include that um, where I'm drafting the blog post. For podcast episodes, I have a literal like monthly calendar that I use in my planner, and I'm typically writing down the topics um, of each episode on the day that it's supposed to come out. And then once I've recorded it, I put a mark in the planner so that I know how much is kind of ready to go and pre-produced. It also, I think, is really helpful to use a calendar function like that, whether it's digital or analog, because you can see how if you're producing multiple pieces of content every week, you can see how those topics are related to one another. And you would want to be careful not to overlap too much. Or if you wanted to do like a themed week that was all going to be around one topic, it'd be really easy to lay that out. So if you are in a position where you're trying to think of content and ideas for what you can release, here are a few questions that might be helpful to you. The first question that I often ask myself, and this is especially true for blog posts that I create, is what have I learned lately that could be useful to other people? So I think about if there is a skill for my job, if there is something I've read recently that I found really useful or something that I heard about recently that I found really useful, is there information that I can impart from my own experience that would help other people to think about how they might want to do this in their own lives? The second question that I ask sometimes, and this is when I'm really kind of struggling to think of things to create content around, is what if people connected with me in the past Um, around given different podcast episodes or blog posts? You know, what were the kinds of things where people were emailing me back after they got my newsletter or they were writing into me after they heard a a particular podcast episode? What were the kinds of topics and issues that were really um, speaking to people? And sometimes that will give me some ideas of things that I want to do in the future. I also often ask myself, what is a current challenge that I'm facing and how am I handling it? And sometimes this is a way to create content. And a good example of this would be the recent Q&A episode that I did about my run-walk challenge. And I was talking about how I'm struggling to get back into exercise, and so I decided to do this run-walk challenge and um, invite other people to join me. So that's a good example of thinking about a current challenge and how you're handling it and how you might want to invite other people to do something similar to what you're doing. Another question that I often ask is, what is a tip or strategy that works well for me that I also think will work well for other people? So this a uh, good example of this is the food hacks episode that I did recently talking about things that are really helping me in terms of um, giving me back some mental energy because I've hacked certain things that I'm eating or certain ways that I'm going about preparing food. And um, I thought that might be interesting for other people to hear about. The next question is, what is something that I have experience with that is unique 
and that other people would want to know about. And this is something that actually I ask myself a lot when it comes to creating Think Right Revise episodes, because I think there are lots of different forms of academic publishing that I've participated in, and I can give like a glimpse behind the scenes of what that looks like. I can share from my own experience what are the challenges, what are some of the pros and cons of engaging in different kinds of academic writing. Um, And I've done a lot of different experimentation and tried tons of different techniques and strategies for how to write productively and effectively. So um, thinking about something that I have experience with that maybe not a lot of other people do or that I have experience with because I'm later on in my career than what um, more junior people would have experience with helps me to generate some of that content. And then one of the key um, questions that has been the most generative for me, and this is often um, what helps me to think of ideas for LifeWork Q&A, is what do people often ask me about or ask me to explain? And I get a lot of questions. through email, through social media. Of course, I ask for them as well because I'm generating show content. Um, But oftentimes I'll start to see patterns in some of those questions. And a good example of this is um, that you've got this episode, do you sleep? (laughs) Um, Because I get this question all the time. People assume I'm staying up all night to get my work done. Um, They don't think I'm sleeping very well. They think that I am just working, working, working 24 hours a day. And so in that episode, I really wanted to respond to that because it's not true. I sleep a lot. And I actually think sleep is super important for creativity. So um, I talk a lot in that episode about how I really prioritize sleep as part of my plan to be more productive and to do good work. So I, I had a pattern of people, and I still have people who ask me that question, and I point them to that episode. Um, so when I start to get a question um, a lot, that is something that will often go into my content calendar as well. So one more question that I want to address is how I decide what is the right kind of medium to share out content, because I do both written content and audio content. And oftentimes what I'll think about for the written content is what would work well as like a list Um, what would work well in a thousand words or less. When I do about 10 minutes of audio, um, 10 to 15 minutes of audio for each of these episodes, it's significantly longer than um, a thousand words. So I want to make sure that I can um, get the right points across in something like a blog or a newsletter post and that I'm not taking up too much of people's time in terms of what they're reading. Oftentimes people are reading those posts on their phone. So I want to make sure that the things I'm talking about are kind of more bite-sized. Um, and if it's something where I feel like I really need to kind of talk it out or um, I'm, it's something where I want to offer like a story around it, that's typically something that I would save for the podcast. Um, and oftentimes, even when I'm recording episodes for the podcast, I'll have a general idea of what I want to talk about, but I don't necessarily script it out or even outline it out anymore because I will just kind of record it off the cuff. So, for example, in today's episode, I had a series of six questions that I often ask myself to do content creation, but that was really the only outline I gave myself for this particular episode. So depending on how much I want to actually write something out as a way of communicating it to an audience, um, that will help me decide if I want to blog about it or if I want to talk it through in a podcast episode. So I would be um, happy to address other questions you might have about content calendaring. I know there's a ton of different ways to do it. 
Um, but this is the way that I found that works for me. And I do try to kind of generate content all the time, just so I have a list of things that I can always be working from. Um, but it does mean sometimes actually like sitting down for an hour or two and just writing down ideas. Um, and they come to me throughout the week. And I'll write them down when that happens. But sometimes I just want to actually set aside time to generate ideas. And that's really effective as well. So thanks for checking in with this episode of You've Got This. I'm Katie Linder, and I'll be back tomorrow with an episode of Think, Write, Revise. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at katielinder.work slash podcasts. Don't forget that if you're looking for a good book, You've Got This is sponsored by Stylus Publishing, a leading independent U.S. publisher that focuses on books for teachers, administrators, and policymakers in higher education. YGT listeners receive a 20% off discount for books purchased through the Stylus website at www.styluspub.com using code YGT20. You've Got This is part of the Radical Self-Trust podcast channel, a collection of content dedicated to helping you seek self-knowledge, nurture your superpowers, playfully experiment, live your core values with intention, practice loving kindness toward yourself and others, and settle into your life's purpose. Learn more about the RST channel at katielinder.work slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.